Hello everyone. Um, welcome to um, a new um, episode of uh, Econ Prof Podcast. Today my guest is uh, Fabrizio Ferrari from Italy. Um, hello. Hi Fabrizio. Hello Akin, can you hear me? Yeah, totally. So uh, today we're going to talk about um, uh, vulnerabilities of, of Italian economy. Um, yeah why Italy was hit by coronavirus uh, relatively more than other European countries and uh, how it's going to cope with it. So uh, can you uh, briefly explain us, uh, can you uh, give us an outlook about Italian economy now? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course. First of all, ju- just let let me make a brief disclaimer. Uh, I will talk about economy, no epidemic, mm-hmm. no physician yeah. things whatsoever. So just about economic facts. And uh, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, Italy is uh, probably the worst equipped economy in the European Union right now to to fight against this uh, coronavirus economic shock. And uh, I believe that the reason... Um, Basically, we are so uh, ill-equipped to fight against against this shock uh, is uh, basically the fact that uh, we have uh, very huge public spending and more specifically pension spending. And also we have a a very, very disadvantaged uh, demography. Uh, And why I am, why why do I say it? The the reason is that, um, well, first of all, when when it comes to demography, uh, I I don't know how many people are aware of this fact, but Italy is the second oldest country in the world, okay? So we Mm -hmm. have Japan, uh, which is the the, the country, and what do I mean by uh, old country? An old country is a country wherein you have uh, a huge share of people above 65 years old, okay, older than mm-hmm. 65. So yeah. when, when it comes to, to, to Japan, uh, we see that uh, 28% of population is older than 65, which is huge, okay? Mm-hmm. Italy is, is not so huge, however, nonetheless, uh, roughly uh, 23% of, of the population is older than 65. So again, when, when you think about an economy in real terms, uh, uh, you understand that uh, uh, having such a huge share of old population uh, somehow hinders and impairs the workforce capability of of this economy. Okay, yeah. uh, and um, so okay, this is this I believe is the the first reason why uh, Italy will uh, somehow uh, be hit uh, more strongly than than other economies. However, one could say, uh, okay. Uh, we see we see Italy being such uh, an old country, but we see also uh, Japan, uh, which is older, and uh, Germany and Greece uh, that are more or less uh, as old as uh, Italy is when it comes to this share of uh, of uh, above 65 population. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, here comes uh, what I I believe is the main historical fact of Italy long-lasting decline, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the the main reason, the main historical reason why Italy is in such a bad shape uh, when it comes to economics, politics, uh, uh, social facts, whatsoever, is the kind of uh, uh, intergenerational social contract we have, be- we have uh, been building uh, in the last 40 years. Yeah. Why? Well, 
what what you can see if uh, you look at pension spending in Italy is that uh, uh, I mean if we stick only to the last 20 years pension spending in Italy ha has always been above 13-14% of GDP yeah. even uh, reaching some spikes of 16% and spending 16% one six of GDP uh, in uh, pension spending of course you have a country whose public finance and public spending is hugely skewed towards old old people older people and uh, this has a huge bearing on uh, the capacity the capability this this economy will have to invest in human capital and physical capital you do not have resources enough in order to uh, how can i say update the the, the economy and uh, how the workforce can perform and uh, so on and so forth and that's why i i do believe that uh, when it comes to labor productivity in Italy in the last 30 years, basically we see no growth at all. We, we are stagnant mm. uh, since 1995, I believe. And that, that is a huge problem because if you look, for instance, at Germany and Japan, uh, different economies, but same demography, they made different choices. Uh, they decided not to spend so much uh, in pension spending. And for instance, you see Japan and Germany right now spending roughly nine or 10% of GDP in, in, uh, in pension and, uh, and transfers to, to old people. So uh, you, you understand, this is sort of, uh, I would say the, the key point in understanding Italian weaknesses and Italian uh, economic vulnerabilities in the last, uh, let's say, 30 years, 30, 40 years. That's the first fact. The second one, uh, strictly related to, to this, is that we have very, very huge taxation. And you know that when taxes are too high, they somehow tend to discourage uh, entrepreneurial activity. You, you start discouraging investments, you start discouraging uh, research and development and uh, so on and so forth. And again, if you look at the average level of taxation in Italy uh, in the last 20 years, you see, of course, we are very, very well above the OECD. Uh, OECD is the Organization of Economic mm -hmm. Cooperation and Development. Okay, we are very above the, the level. I would say on average, five to six percentage points above, okay, which is huge because uh, one thing is to spend uh, or, or better to raise with taxes uh, 43% of GDP. Another one is raising with taxes 35%, okay? This, this makes a huge difference when it comes to macroeconomic stability, to macroeconomic performances and so on. And also, uh, Italy is uh, a very high taxing uh, countries if you compare it with Japan and with Germany. Japan, I, I would say, is more or less 10% points below our level of taxation. So 42% Italy, 32, 33% in Japan, depending on, on the year, okay? And the same goes for Germany. Maybe the difference now is, is, um, is, uh, is a bit lower, like uh, I would say something like three, four, five percentage points. But nonetheless, this is huge. If you think in terms of Italian GDP, 1% is uh, 18 billion, so 3% is almost 60 billion. I mean, it is something that can make a huge difference. Now we are talking in order to 
cope with the coronavirus uh, health crisis, uh, we are talking about spending one, two percent of GDP. So you understand how, how huge and how big is this burden of taxation that the Italian economy is, uh, is shouldering, basically. And uh, this is also the reason why I think that uh, we, we will not be able to, to step outside to save ourselves on our own. Because when you have such a high level of uh, uh, non-productive public uh, spending, which is pension, and such an uh, high level of taxation, okay, and also a huge, huge level of um, debt to GDP ratio, okay, yeah. uh, 135%, basically you are trapped. You are in a corner. You cannot move uh, outside this corner because uh, uh, you, you cannot commit credibly to raise taxes any further because it is impossible. If you raise taxes, a lot of small and medium enterprises are going not do that. You can neither you can you cannot do either um, uh, reduction on pension spending because of course you cannot just uh, tell old people uh, starve uh, to death. Okay, and so basically you are mm-hmm. trapped. And this this trap this uh, uh, this hole you entered in has been somehow digged by the politicians governing Italy, I would say, at least from 1990 up to 2010, okay? Then, then probably it was already too late in order to intervene and solve this, uh, this mess. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you gave examples from, from Germany and Japan. Uh, these are also very uh, uh, old Uh, they, they, they have also old demographics. Yeah. Uh, they also, uh, w- when we look at the data, we also see that they have also high uh, debt-to-GDP ratio. But yeah. uh, these these countries, as far as I remember, they also have high pension uh, spending. But uh, Italy seems uh, very diverging from, from, from the past. So do you explain this by... Um, lack of productivity growth or or is it related to do would you just um interpret it as as a, a messy political system what how what how would you describe it yeah yeah okay i would say that uh, both both of them because the two things are intertwined okay mm-hmm. you you have um I, i would say messy and also Uh, highly corrupted and, uh, well, maybe more than corrupted is basically inefficient political system. We have uh, electoral laws very, uh, very messy. You can never understand which party wins uh, any kind of election. And basically this uh, creates a fragile political yeah. balance. You, you have no one in charge of decisions. You have no political party, uh, no political party fully responsible for one, two, three years of government because uh, every six months uh, something changes within majorities, and that's why you cannot. I, I believe you cannot um, frame and define uh, uh, an institutional and legal framework uh, wherein uh, uh, labor productivity can grow. Okay, because labor productivity. Uh, It can grow uh, for two reasons. The, the, the first one is investment in human capital, human and physical capital, of course. And the other one, I think, is a sort of uh, uh, meritocratic order. Okay, if you mm-hmm. have no, no, um, if it is uncertain how you can 
reward a good work. Guys, a, a, a lazy worker. This this does, doesn't work. Okay, in the long run, it cannot work. And I believe that uh, this is one of the reasons of of the Italian decline. And also, uh, okay, to to be very very precise, uh, our pension spending is far above the um, German and, uh, and and Japan one. So. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say that uh, the, the two main problems are these ones, uh, st uh, a stagnation in productivity and, uh, and high pension spending. But um, so uh, as far as I understood, uh, the, the people would expect in Italy uh, a relatively more stable political system but when but usually political system uh, political uh, stability comes with the uh, uh, a bit uh, let's say strong government right so mm. but uh, yeah. Italian society is uh, sort of reluctant to uh, yeah. approach these kind of uh, governments so uh, it, it seems yeah. to me a bit uh, contrasting views huh Yeah, okay, to some extent, uh, I do agree. On the other hand, um, I would point uh, your attention and the attention uh, of the people listening. Uh, for instance, consider Germany. I, I would not think of Germany as a authoritarian and authoritative yeah. government. Nonetheless, you have Angela Merkel, and I believe is probably 15 years, has been 15 years in charge of uh, maybe something less, let's say 12, I don't remember exactly. You have this uh, strong, uh, strong character, this strong person uh, who is not authoritarian at all. She is no dictator whatsoever in any possible way. Nonetheless, she has a very clear idea about how Germany uh, should evolve, how the legal framework sh should change and adapt to globalization, to European integration, so on and so forth. And I believe that uh, this is the main difference. Uh, besides the uh, legal framework, uh, and with legal framework, I mean how you, how you elect uh, your members of parliament, okay? Besides this fact, is a matter of elites, okay? Germany probably does have uh, very good elites, and these good elites can express uh, strong figures, strong uh, people like Angela Merkel, like, uh, like uh, Helmut Kohl uh, even earlier. Italy cannot, and honestly, I don't know the answer. Maybe it's something about the educational system, but uh, mm -hmm. I, am, I am not so sure, and I believe that nobody can be really sure uh, about uh, why Italy is expressing such a poor uh, uh, political class. I don't know. Honestly, I, I do not know. I can only say that uh, I see countries outside Italy, like Germany, like, like also Japan in, in many ways, and they are able to express much better political classes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so thank you for your participation, Fabrizio. And, thank uh, you. Thank you for having it, me, Akin. It, it was really useful conversation and uh, thank you for all your opinions. Thank you. Thank you.